0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. And uh, I can't promise that you're not going to get a little coughing here from me, but evil doesn't take a day off, and neither can we. So uh, we're here, and uh, we're going to continue... Uh, You know, we're freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And to our friends around the world, thank you. I know I always greet America, but you guys in Ireland rock. We covered that free speech movement there and the terrible things going on. Uh, You German farmers are awesome. And so there's freedom spreading around the world. And it's funny, the World Economic Forum thinks all they got to do is shut us up and everything will be fine. Horses out of the barn, baby. The horse is out of the barn. You can ban me from YouTube and ban anybody else. But the people know. Uh, one quick thing before we go to our sponsor and then our guest. There was a poll taken in Iowa among voters on uh, election night, and they said, was the 2020 election stolen from Donald Trump? Almost 66% of Iowans answered yes. Horse is out of the barn. You can do your censorship all you want. It ain't going to change what's coming. And I think at some level they fear it. They brought on witches in the World Economic Forum stage. I've watched the videos. They're laughable. Uh, I recommend you not watch them if you keyword search. Uh, If if you watch them, make sure you're not eating or drinking anything. You might get a cheese sandwich passed through your nose. (laughs) Anyway, you you can see uh, here and see that we have Samantha Starkey with us. And uh, we go back to the uh, Lahaina Genocidal Event Days. And the missing children. And I'm kind of cueing you for what, what's coming. But before we go there, let me just share this with you. Biden is collapsing the economy. Uh, I've covered, I've covered on the Rumble channel a lot in the last two days, all the things he's doing. You can't do this much and not have it be intentional. You need to be in a parallel economy. And if you have a retirement in the bank, it needs to be out. Any kind of financial interest, they can take it under the Dodd Frank law of 2010. So you need to get it out of the bank, and you need to do it as soon as possible. Also, the same thing applies to your bank account. Leave operating capital in there, but get the bulk out, because once this starts, you ain't getting your money. Uh, they set the order of repayments. You ain't in the group. It doesn't get past the credit swap derivatives people. And I don't think any of you here are into credit swap derivatives. You're not getting your money back. So please listen to me. I want to send you a free information packet, DaveHodgesGold.com. DaveHodgesGold.com is where you go. Or if you feel urgency, which you should, then you need to go and call 877-646-5347, 646 5347 And you'll see very quickly why I've been affiliated with Noble Gold as long as I have. By the way, the federal government, uh, and they didn't do this for uh, Sam Bankman fried but we clearly follow the rules here. No investments guaranteed. There's always an inherent risk, and past performance can't be indicative of future expectations. We agree with giving that warning, but I'll tell you what: the warning should be given. Leave your money in the bank and go home crying like it's nineteen twenty-nine, and I'm being very serious about this, people. So um, uh, we're glad to give the warning. I have been an advertiser for Noble Gold for over six years. I've been a customer multiple times over, over five years, and I think that speaks volumes. Please, please, please don't be a victim. We need strong, healthy, as secure as possible, financially secure people to take back the world. It's not just the country any longer. This is a global movement. Samantha, good to see you. And, and since we got booted, you have been such a, a wonderful resource helping direct people to our new Rumble channel, the Common Sense Show, No Spaces. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, but, uh, we were partners in fighting against government-sponsored genocide in uh, Maui, particularly Lahaina. And uh, I want to start with the thing that concerns me the most. The Bible says, better to tie a millstone around your neck than bring harm to a child. Governor of Hawaii, I hope you're listening to that. Uh, do we have any updates on the 2,000 missing children?
1: Okay, so originally most people know the reason I went to Maui in the very, very beginning back in September mainly focused on the missing children. And um, I went with several goals in place, one of which was, were there 2,000 children missing? Could they have pulled that off? Where would they have brought them? Um, I wanted to know, um, was it a DEW attack? How were the people doing? I wanted boots on ground because I know how things can be misinterpreted. Through news mm-hmm. and, and people, just you know, contemplation and that kind of stuff. So I got to Maui. The first thing I noticed, Dave, boots on ground, not one missing child picture, no whispering. Um, yeah, I went to the hubs, I went everywhere, and I talked to people because I'm a talker. You know, I'm from the south. Everybody's my friend until you're my enemy kind of mentality. Yeah, and. I got to know people who were indigenous to the island for 10 generations and they became like family and they assured me, they were like, listen, the police blocked people in. They burned to death because of the police. Yes. Um, the fire, Sam, half the people told me they believed it was DEW. The, I mean, the, yeah, the do the other half told me we feel like it was the island had not been taken care of water wars, you know, dry land, the whole nine yards. And I said, but guys, what about the children? And what I got was a resounding, our children were not taken. However, there are over 250 children still not accounted for through the school board. They're not in any other states. They're not re-registered in school. They're not claimed on homeschooling. So what we have realized is, and I have spoken to people, their children died. And the state did not claim their children's death in the fire. Mm -hmm. So there was not a mass kidnapping day, but there was a mass genocide of over 250 children that are still not accounted for.
0: Let me tell you what I found. And and I haven't updated this since I would say probably October of last year. I found 2000 missing kids and I went off their uh, department of education figures I took the total sum total of the schools that were open on that day, and that was that gave you a low figure because you know there could have been right. kids in there could have been kids in the town. We saw the Lahaina school buses carrying out uh, uh, t- uh, tourists, and the kids weren't on those buses, so they weren't no. bussed out. They took those people to the airport, and, um, and and I and I started so here's the the numbers in Maui for school children in Lahaina. And here's the DOE figures. Here's who re-registered. Here's who's doing independent study. Here's who went to a different school district. They listed the figures, and I came up with 2,000 missing kids total from that area. Now I know things could have happened since October, and kids reappeared or whatever happened happened. Uh, But we caught the school district in a lie, saying none of the none of the schools were open that day. That's a lie. Two of the three schools were open.
1: Yes. Okay. The and ninth ver- graders were in school.
0: Yeah, and I verified that on their website, and then they scrubbed the website. But I verified that, and I and I actually publicized that when I was over on the YT channel. So, you know, I'm I, I'm glad to hear that maybe it's only 250, and your figures are probably later than mine. But I, I you know, I don't care if it's 20 kids or two kids. That's right. It's too many. These people, these people don't care what happened to these kids. And you're, you're absolutely right. Not, you know what you see when you have a kid's disaster, like school shootings and stuff, you see teddy bears and little trees planted and crosses. And we see none of that in Lahaina. Hi. How do you explain this?
1: Um, all I can say is that while we were there, the second time I went back in Maui in October, I actually got to meet uh, Mayor Bisson in person I went to, um they were doing a budget meeting, and I went to the meeting, and I sat there, I recorded the whole thing, and I actually stood up and spoke, and basically I fussed at them because they wanted to cut all of the services to the elderly, to the homeless, to the children, and put all that money, you know, back into cleaning up after the Lahaina fire. And I remember telling he should, you know, put a tax on the tourist. But afterwards, when I was speaking to him, something I noticed was that you couldn't get him alone, for one. And you couldn't get him to make eye contact. And he would not answer a direct question. And when I was done speaking, my husband said, why didn't you ask him about the children? I said, did you not see what happened to the last person? That asked him about the children. Headlocked and dragged out. Yeah,
0: I saw that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and then basically harassed off of the island. And we still had like four or five days left of um donating our time at farms and hubs and stuff like that. And I didn't want to get harassed off the island. But our figures on the missing children are a little bit more updated. We took some numbers from the school board in um, December that we found. And that is how we came up with the two hundred fifty that they still cannot locate they These kids are nowhere to be found. they have nowhere now. I know a lot of people were under the impression that the children were possibly bused to like Bezos or Bezos, whatever people call him, um to his property or moved in underground tunnels, but I drove that island several times on two different you know um mission trips. There was no way. To get the that amount of children out of there, the only water dock available close to the fire, there were people actually filming there. And then, you know, I had people come at me with, well, you know, they took them to the airport. That's a possibility, except for the fact that it's Native people and locals that work the airport. And though I know a lot of people can be dirty, we're not letting you take our children off of an island. Not willingly. Those people working at the airport would have never loaded hundreds and hundreds of children up and not told someone what they saw. They, they wouldn't have. I just, I can't believe that everybody would have been down with it. So in my mind, 250 children burned in that inferno and the government will not account for it. They just don't want to admit it.
0: Yeah. The, uh, let's go back to the morning of, um, were the kids in school originally and then released?
1: Okay. So what I found out, and this is what we had heard, the ninth graders were at the school. There is also a school. Um, basically it's like a, um, uh, what do you call it? The rich people send their kids to them. Um,
0: prep school where
1: you, yes, sir. So there's like a, like a prep school where kids can live. Those children were also at the school during the fire mm-hmm. and there is a video clip of the superintendent bragging about how the principal saved these children right whose parents pay 60 plus thousand dollars a year for their children to be housed he saved those children not one of those kids came up missing and i'm thankful for that i am mm-hmm. but when you go back to the records ninth graders were in school That means the babies, the itty-bitties, were at home. And after going to Maui twice, hearing people tell me, Sam, we can't make it here. We're being priced out of our neighborhoods. Our taxes, our home taxes are going up every single year. I sat in budget meetings. I heard a gentleman say, when I purchased my home, it cost this, my taxes were this. A month ago, someone purchased a home right down the road from me for $2.1 And now my property taxes have gone up again. So I'm hearing people say, we can't afford to live here. We're working two and three jobs, both mom, dad. And so people depend on the schools to keep their children and on older children to watch the younger kids when they're home. So when this fire popped off, all the adults, the majority of them, were working. The older kids were at school. That left your itty bitties home alone during an inferno, Dave. And I, I honestly believe these babies didn't know where to go or how to get out.
0: You know, from what I've seen from Wyand uh, Realtor, um more than an inferno, there were directed energy attacks from aerial sources. I saw videos of of cars, and you could see right angle burn uh marks. And the cars were burned, but the surrounding vegetation was left and the housing surrounding nice housing was left intact. Um, and people talked about bolts of lightning from the sky that were targeting people in their cars. I'm sure you heard the same stories. I had people writing That's to it. me from Lahaina telling me this. This yes. was an attack. Um, the other thing too, we should mention, in addition to the police block, and by the way, I published the video. So there's not even a debate. Did they block the exits? Yes.
1: Yes. But the other thing yes, they, they did, did
0: they didn't turn on the sirens and they lied in their first press conference and said people to run uphill into the fire and burned up. No, Hawaii state law says you, you play the sirens for any kind of an emergency and it's required. It's a law. So they the police chief lied, the mayor lied, and the, the president head at that time of the emergency services lied. And, yes. and and they lied in their press conference. And and no one's held the the governor lied. No one's held him accountable. The other thing I wanted to to confirm with you, too, is Lahaina had reached, well, first of all, backing up, the governor had gone to a uh, UN meeting. withdave.com that's waterwithdave.com. Save eighty dollars for a short time. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals from my pillow. meeting where he said we're going to do smart cities okay and that was in january that was in january after he was elected and um we have the video of it. i played it on my youtube channel at the time and then a couple days before i don't remember the exact time frame but it was less than a week he declared lahaina to be an historically preserved site but only if there was not a natural disaster can you address that a little bit
1: um you are correct on that so what the governor green did was he passed laws or or an executive orders from my understanding saying that if a natural disaster happened and everything was wiped out then the state could come in and regulate how it was rebuilt how it was preserved mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. to speak without having the the native councils that protected heritage land involved in those decisions right so basically he created a loophole to avoid the people that were placed there to protect heritage sites grave sites and historical you know historical significance to the natives of the island so he was able to create a loophole that within nine days of creating, he was able to use to his benefit. And a lot of people do not understand, there was also something called homestead. There was a homesteading lawsuit that had been being fought for 20 plus years. People died on this list waiting to get their land and to get their money from the state. They won it in July. The money was going to be issued in September. The fires happened in August. And now you have the issue of who is, who is still alive yeah. in these families to receive these millions of dollars plus land. David stinks no matter which way mm-hmm. you turn it. I agree. It just, it's too many coincidences and I don't believe in those.
0: Do you, do you make anything of the fact that the day after the fire, Jeff Bezos came out and made an offer of a hundred million dollar donation to build a smart city where Lahaina stood?
1: Um, I had just recently heard of this, and I'll be honest, I just also realized that he took over a cattle company. I don't know when he took it over, but I saw the information just the other day, and I ate at that cattle company. It had been owned by the same family for generations running cattle in Maui. And now all of a sudden he owns that too. So it does make you think: How are these people coming in and taking over generational businesses? And it's the food supply for an island. Now, food security is a big deal. It's It's what I do. I am always working to close the gap of hungry people in my community. It's what I do for a living. And when I was on Maui, I visited multiple farms, multiple. I went all over that island looking at water, how the water flowed, um, who had, you know, the legalities of the water. I met people that had land but couldn't use it because the water had been diverted. There's so much going on. It's a power struggle with that island right now. But the number one thing that hit me, David, it, it gave me chill bumps was that if, All of a sudden, supplies got cut off to that island. There's only like a three to four days worth of food to feed the amount of people that live there. And they would starve to death. Mm -hmm. And now he's come in, Jeff's come in and taken over a cattle company, you know, and it just makes you wonder why.
0: Uh, It's just absolutely amazing to me. The other thing I wanted to ask you about, too. uh, Oh, by the way, I should mention this, too, to support what you're saying. In the aftermath, I started covering this on August 9th because at first I thought it was just a terrible disaster, a whole horrible. My wife and I have vacationed there. When she was a corporate executive, we used to be sent there on company vacation time. Uh, we have very fond memories of the area and the people and the businesses. And I, I was horror struck, but then by the next day I started to see things I didn't like. I wasn't looking for a conspiracy, but I, it was right there staring me in the face. That first press conference really got my attention. I said, these people are lying through their teeth. And so the one thing that also these people did is when I started writing about this and then I did videos on this, I had a lot of people contact me, and I would ask them back. I'd say, what do you fear the most going forward? You know, How can we be of service to you? And they said, we fear the developers. I've never heard disaster survivors say that before. And because right. i've I covered Katrina, I covered all these other things that have happened, Hurricane Harvey, and I never heard anything about developers, and every one of these people said the developers have been after us for a couple generations. They want us off our land, and this is their excuse. and they oh, yeah. blame, I met you know, a
1: woman I met a woman that I tried to network into you, but she was um I think you were probably right I won't give her name, but she was terrified. she had been beaten, raped, and left in a field. The police never did anything to the people who attacked her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally has to do with one of the biggest families, plantation families on Maui. That is still, it's um one of the, um oh, he has, wow, their, their name will pop on my head in a second. But anyway, they're there and they took one of her homes from her and were in the process of taking her other home. It is such a water and land war. I've never seen anything like it. I met a young woman at the meeting that my husband and I went to. We went to the budget meeting in upcountry. And I met a young woman there. She spoke. I recorded her. We gave her several hundred dollars uh, of donated money people had sent with us. She had more land than any other person in Maui. And she was the caretaker of her family. But here's the kicker. If she sells one acre, they lose all of it. That's how somehow it's written up that way. And they had been growing her, her brothers, her family. They've been bringing the land back to life. They were growing their traditional crops. They were starting to bring in some money doing that, putting their family and, and friends back to work. And the developers came in, rerouted the water, and she was homeless. Her brothers fell back into drugs, selling drugs for money to be able to sort the family. It, it was absolutely the most heartbreaking story I'd ever heard. And she was only 28 years old, Dave. And the entire her entire family and the generations behind her rested on those fragile shoulders, and she hurt my heart. I mean, the developers are literally taking land from the indigenous peoples through loopholes. You know, that from the older documents that were originally signed when when we invaded, because that's what we did, basically, you know, and um, mm-hmm. it is it's a shame. It's a shame. And my husband and I have friends that are are indigenous to the island now. We feel like they're family. Um, and they invited us to a traditional Maui weekend. Basically, we got to see the traditional hut. You know, they built it with their own hands. They still fish in the ocean with their children. They they're, they homeschool their kids. They keep their language alive. They are truly the most loving people. That is the true aloha spirit. And, and I stood there, and at one moment I thought to myself, this is how they lost it all. Because people there, the indigenous people of the Hawaiian Islands have a true love for other people. And most Americans only have greed. You know, the developers, is all about greed.
0: Yeah, you're talking about Keller Williams and uh, yes. let's n- name names. You know, one of the things that I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but let me tell you what I found in terms of, um, you know, I'll back up. Directed energy weapons, absolutely, no question. Yes. And I've deferred this to expert military sources, I know. And they tell me off the record, Yeah, they, I showed them burn and videos that Eric did. Um, and- oh, and not to
1: interrupt, but did you see the newest video by Bush Junkie? I have to give her credit. It's an excellent video, Dave. When we get off, I'll send it to you. I flipped a little bit. She did an excellent job of of showing the helicopter they got a picture of and tying that into being in that area during the fires. Amazing job. She did a great job.
0: Well, this was such a pre-planned attack. They even created the cover story, and I covered this. I caught it when it happened. Yes. And when you do the work I've done for as long as I've done it, you start to smell the cover stories. And there was a report out of the mainland on one of the news stations and it said, the Chinese are flashing lights down on Maui. And, 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 and it was the worst report I'd ever seen. This reporter had no idea. He's reading from a teleprompter that's written by someone that doesn't know what they're talking about. And I, and I looked at that. It was two months before the attack and I said, that's their cover story. If everything falls apart, they can blame China because they said it was from China and they're going, how do you know it's from China? What are your sources that tell you this is Chinese? And they never broached it. I contacted the station. They wouldn't talk to me. And no. I said, worst journalism I've ever seen, and I'm exposing you guys. And I made a big deal about this. Okay, so they had their cover story. Um, and then they bring in the directed energy weapons. But the other thing that really bothered me is when the people were stopped on Front Street and couldn't escape the area, they had no choice but to abandon their cars and go jump in the ocean. I've heard so many stories from the locals about what happened that they were shot at while they were in the ocean. They wanted to drive up the death count. And I said, this makes sense because they don't want survivors that could be an error to the property. So they wanted to kill as many people as possible. And they said people were shot in the ocean. They saw people dead that had been shot and that they waited for five hours. And I'm saying, wait a minute. You have a major naval base, the major one in the Pacific. Okay.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And why 30 did they minutes the, away. Exactly. Bring the helicopters in and save these people. Yes. And it took them five. You know what it was? It was the Gaza attack where Netanyahu waited six hours to go save the people and most exactly. of them were already dead. It was the same in thing in Lahaina yes. where they let these people get shot at while they're in the water. Do you have those reports too? They were shot at.
1: I, I, okay, so I have had people tell me that, but when I was on Maui, I couldn't get anybody in person to to voice that. Now, what I was told that I found was extremely interesting was that, and this was a face-to-face conversation with a woman, there had been the night before the fires, um, that the fire in Lahaina that morning, the night before, there were fires in upcountry. Now we know a little bit about Maui. For people right. who don't understand, you know, just imagine going up the mountain. When I say up country, about thirty five hundred feet above sea level. You talking about higher authority there. Yeah. Yes, right. sir. Yeah. Um, are right underneath Haleakala, which is which I'm actually wearing my Haleakala shirt right now that I got when I went up there to investigate. But um, that is their satellite to look at the stars. So on that mountain, there were three separate fires that broke out the night before the massive Lahaina fire and she told me that there was a mist coming down the mountain she was not the only one but there was a heavy mist and she said two police officers pulled up in her yard because she could smell smoke and they walked up to her and they said ma'am you need to go inside she said do you not see that coming down the mountain she said they looked at it looked at each other looked at her and said, go in your house right now. She went back in her house and she said, Samantha, I fell asleep and I had nightmares all night long. I felt like I was a 100,000 pounds heavy and I felt drugged. She was not the only person to tell me to my face that there had been a mist coming down the mountain the night before the fires.
0: Oh my yeah, so and, and there's
1: people there that have shown me satellite. Anesthesia have,
0: for the people, is that what you're saying?
1: Basically, and the okay. police, she said, they were so adamant that she get inside of her house. And she said, I started to feel dizzy, and one of the officers kind of steadied me, turned me and kind of gently, she said it was gentle, kind of nudged me and said, you've got to get in your house. And um I have another good friend of mine, I'll just say her first name, Stacy, um, who showed me definitive proof that the satellite on top of Haleakala can actually send beams out to turn a hurricane. She showed me the footage that That's she true. had recorded off a black site of the hurricane coming in, the energy waves going out, the hurricane turned last minute and totally missed Maui. It Made me sick to my stomach because that was my first real experience in watching weather manipulation in my life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm familiar with it. It's harp technology and manipulate the ionosphere. Um it's the technology is over 30 years old in terms of applicability. Um, oh, I, I did not know about the mist. I, I learned something new right here. This is I you know, I delved into this and, and, and I and I I'm surprised I missed it. Um the one thing though that I did no, there's another thing we didn't mention is there are videotapes of the firefighters in the community working together to try to put out the fires when they arrived, and the water ran out. And that's yes. because I forget the man's name now, Man- Manuel something, and he was the head of the water and he gave this new age uh mumbo jumbo explanation. We have to have a new relationship with water. That's why I didn't turn the water on to fight the fire, or blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking you're absolutely nuts. People burned to death because of what you did. And they've protected exactly. him. They protected him all the way through this. And now yeah, I understand. And I'll be
1: honest, yeah. The people the people on Maui are trying to put him back, Dave. I know. I, I know love that. them. I, I love the people of Maui, but sometimes I'm just like, do you guys not see what they're doing to y'all? Because, And my husband stood up at, at the budget meeting and actually asked the water department, why are you not equipped with salt, water, fire gear? You have an ocean around you. Why would you ever need mm-hmm. to use the, the, the limited fresh water on this island to put out, you know what I'm saying, to put out a fire? He's like, you're surrounded by water. It doesn't make any sense, Dave. Maui, has it brings in more money than any other state. It is a money, I mean, well, you know, the, the Hawaiian islands bring in more money. Mm-hmm. They make a lot of money. Wow. There is no reason I know. that they did not have the proper equipment to use salt water like places in Alaska do to put fires out. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense here when you really think about the logistics of spending a few million dollars to have pumps put in that can handle the salt water.
0: Let's set that aside just for a second. I totally agree with you. That's preparatory. That wasn't done and that's negligence, right. but, but they had existing water they could have used that was shut off on these people. They yes, weren't allowed. Was. They weren't allowed to fight the fire. They weren't allowed to escape the fire. There were no sirens to warn about the fire and this is just absolutely insane, and then the people are in the water for five hours forget let's let's say they weren't shot at. okay the navy should have been there in thirty minutes. Who issued yes. the stand down order where Where did the stand down order come from? Where was the coast guard that should have been there in thirty minutes uh nothing, nothing and then what is it is it uh what's the nearby island where they said they found uh masses amounts of people watched? Oh, uh oh every- yeah.
1: uh, what oh Anna Oh yeah. I can't say it, but it's a little one. Now I did speak to people who who are natives to the island, indigenous to the island, and I asked them that. Again, because once we had made good friends with their family and they began to invite us into that culture, they were very forthcoming, unlike you know, people who just live there. A lot of people are very, very private on an island. It's a yeah. different type of lifestyle. Yes. And they did tell me that the way the um, ocean currents work, there would be no way a body would have ended up on that island. That's what I've been because told, I, too. Yeah, and they told me, they said, Sam, I can assure you, if I drop the bottle here, this is where it's going to end up. And they even took me and showed me um, in parts of the island how the ocean current worked with fishing and stuff. So they were correct, but they did assure me that if anybody, any bodies would have floated up, it would have ended up in a completely different area than where the claims were made. That bodies did wash up. Well, so that the, made me feel a little better.
0: One of the people making the claims was a pastor that was popular. Oh yeah. Um, and <laughs> so that was that that was concerning to me. The other thing I think that we need to give credit where credit's due. I mentioned Keller Williams being a predatory developer, and they fired Eric from Hawaiian Realty uh simply because he was doing community service covering what was going on, and they just said, You're fired. He didn't do anything That's it. wrong. And collecting loss. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um But anyway, the other thing that a lot of people don't know, and I covered this, um, BlackRock has a lot of questions to answer. Um, The Keller Williams, their major investor is BlackRock. The banking financing company, I think it's Bank of Hawaii, if I remember, right on my notes in front of me. But their major investor is BlackRock. And then Hawaii electric they're the ones taking the hit for this they're trying to say you had improper yeah. equipment you had an underbrush grow and it created the fire and the blah, blah 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 that's a bunch of crap that's a bunch of crap they tried they gave them the hit but here's what's interesting their major investor is blackrock oh. and it, and, it and, and samantha listen this hit me like <laughs> a ton of bricks this hit me like a ton of bricks uh hawaii electric stood down and began to take blame and said, well, we did the best we could, but blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, you're admitting to things you had no control over. And, and, and I, right. I, I want, I wanted to blame somebody too. And then I found out BlackRock was their major, um, asset manager.
1: And right. I'm thinking, okay, oh my God.
0: So, so here's what happens. You have one side take the hit. Now, if there's liability attached in a, a, a lawsuit that I'm sure is coming, you know, the class action lawsuits that are coming. They'll pay minimal amount to these people, not enough to stay on their land. They'll make them sign sign non-disclosure agreements. That's exactly right. And they'll never be able to talk about this. And I said, that's BlackRock controlling both ends. That's why I'm saying BlackRock has a lot of questions to answer, and they haven't answered it. And then you look at, they're the biggest asset manager in America. They control 70% of all assets in this country now. Good God. And when you have State Street and Vanguard that was also involved in the bank and Keller Williams, Uh, That's 90% of all asset management in this country. And so, you know, like I said, if this wasn't a corporate hit, I must be the most stupid person alive because that's the conclusion I've drawn. And they have questions to answer, but no one's investigating. The only congressional inquiry they had was some obscure committee where they said uh, uh, it was Hawaii Electric's fault.
1: That's all that. You're right. That's all they've done. Something else that's very interesting, Dave, I was invited to sit in on some Zooms starting, um, October 6th because I had already been to Maui mm-hmm. once and they knew I was coming back bringing money that your, your followers, my followers, strangers on the road gave me to take to Maui to put back into the hands of the actual people. So I got this, you know, um, email. Hey, Sam, we want you to join in. What I realized was they already had soil results from the upcountry fires and the lahaina fires at the beginning of october now they just released that to the public in december but i was sitting in zooms with them october 6th and my other date i have written here because i take really good notes when i sit in on these meetings um the other day that i met with them was october 13th now on the october 6th we brought up I was listening to a lady from Hawaii, and she was talking about great money that she'd already written and received uh, on the soil test, the water testing. They knew then that the arsenic, the lead, and the cobalt levels were too high. They also knew those levels were that high for two reasons. All the arsenic used to grow food through the pineapple um, plantations and the sugar cane. Camp- sugar cane plantations that was what they used for a pest deterrent and the cobalt and mainly the lead were coming from all the ev batteries on that island that island had a higher rate of electric vehicles and solar panels per capita than any other area in the united states they were already moving their people to this you know green new deal 2030 agenda bs and in the process when the fire hit, it made the fire that much worse. It also yeah. made the soil flat toxic. Dave, it could be a hundred years before they could grow food in this area safely. I know I'm a regenerative agricultural educationalist. I know. That soil's in bad, bad shape.
0: Yes. I have heard this. There's a there's a precursor to this too. One of the news stations, Hawaii News Now covered this, and then they scrubbed it. Fortunately, I kept the video, and I played it on YouTube, and I have it somewhere in my files. But they showed the topsoil of Lahaina being uh, uh, taken out of the area, and they took it to a gunnery range about 10 miles away, and the, and they had the EPA there, and they covered this as EPA, and they were watching them move the dirt into blue canister drums, and then they said for redistribution on the mainland. And I'm saying they're covering it up. And here's what I found out. I went to my military people again. I said, let's assume directed energy weapons were used. What would you find in the soil that they had to cover up? And every one of the sources I talked to said, among the, everything else, you get radiation, solar, but you'll get thermite. And thermite, certain kinds of thermite, a specific brand of thermite, is tied to directed energy weapons. And they said uh, that's probably why they did what they did. They moved yeah. that topsoil out. Okay. And now they're dumping toxic waste there. You've covered this. You want to talk about that?
1: Yes, sir. So um, there's actually a um, an amazing regenerative agricultural farm right down the road. Um, and they are beside a dump. But this dump was mainly for just, you know, basic trash and stuff like that. Well, We got notice from them the other day. They're like, hey, can you help us out? They're going to take all of the ashes from the Lahaina fires and they're going to bring it here. They're going to lay down a plastic liner, Sam, that's only good if nothing goes wrong for 70 years. And they're going to dump all this. And then there's this literally a a food growing facility right next door Dave that's giving free food away to the people burn victims for the next two years as well as building sustainable tiny homes wait, and wait, wait, um wait,
0: wait, wait, wait a second. this this food would be contaminated,
1: yes, it would be, and they're very upset about this because I'm looking for it right now the name of it um I'm sorry,
0: I mean the half life of what you're talking about is ten thousand years,
1: yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, um, I'm looking right now, uh, for somewhere in my notes, but it was, um, it is, it's heartbreaking because everybody is desperately trying to do their part to help out in Maui and Lahaina. And then you get this kind of nonsense. And I did do a video on it because I wanted everybody to go sign the petition, but to be again, the people in on the island are going to have to stand up for themselves. And they know how I feel about that. I fuss every time I talk to them because I don't feel like I don't feel like they come together as a community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: yeah, I was involved with some of the indigenous elders and um, I love them. I mean, they were wonderful people, but they would never move to action, collective action. It was frustrating.
1: Yeah. They stayed very um, segregated to um their individual beliefs and and what they are you know kind of back on um i'm trying to look it up real quick uh oh before i look up the other information i was looking for you i do have a timeline that somebody gave me when i was on maui the first time okay so august 7th winds began uh august 7th fires began it's called the olinda fire Mm -hmm. august 8th 4 a.m., the Kula 200 evacuation began. The Lahaina Fire Department and the Kula Fire Department were both located in upcountry. That's at 4 a.m., August 8. Now, August 7th, the Lahaina Power Poles were already being turned off in the old section of Lahaina, and there were no fires yet. August 8th, below the high school on Luna, there's that road, Luna, um, there was a fire that was the first fire they noticed at 2 p.m. the fire was confirmed out and then so they were trying to help me understand that there were literally five fires going at the same time all over Maui and the fire departments were literally rushing back and forth that's a lot of movement a lot of movement on that island
0: yeah that's um that's amazing um the, the the issue of smart cities is really complicated, but i got to bring this up. The governor, despite his U.N. admissions and the fact that on September 25th, I believe it was, they had a Zoom conference with top Hawaii officials, EPA, U.N. people, and it was all about smart city Hawaii. And I found documents on this. I published it um, on videos I did on YouTube. And I have the original still, and I probably should re, re-air those over on Rumble. But um, here, here's what I discovered. The plan is to turn Hawaii into an absolute series of smart islands. I found too much documentation for it not to be true. But every time Governor Green, or Governor Gangreen, as I call him, opens right. his lying mouth, he denies it's happening. And yet we've got meetings where he's promoting this, and he's on video saying it. In fact, CBDC is really big too. They brought in a someone they called a crypto ex- exchange dollar alternative expert. And I'm thinking, why don't you just say CBDC? It's easier to say. And right. that w- this was in their conference on September 25th. Th- this, these people were burned out to start the process of turning Hawaii into the first smart island state. And there'll be the first state that's totally smart, smart uh, city oriented. Okay.
1: So you said that you know what just clicked in my mind i was listening to some people on the island and we were all talking like we do and somebody said what burns me up is that our tax dollars from maui are going to cannot think of the name of the island the ones like o a h u and she said we are literally doing a smart train i said a smart train but god's name is a smart Mm -hmm. train and she said, well, they're going to do a smart train to move people around the island. Mm-hmm. They're not going to put any more, uh, roads or upkeep.
0: No in, rent, in no safe. rental car companies.
1: That's exactly yeah. right. If from you the airport,
0: from yes. the airport to, to, to Lahaina and that area, surrounding area. Yeah. I, I covered that. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Train. You're absolutely right. And
1: I was just like, Oh my gosh. But I did find the information we were talking about the dump and then the, um, the people next door. His name is Eddie Garcia. And it is um, Regenerative Education Centers, and you can look that up. It's R E C E N T E R S dot org on um, YouTube, and they're also building the tiny homes that they're giving away for free, so people can put that on their land and still claim their land and live there. It's a, it's a neat little program, but Dave, I'm, I'm telling you, Maui's in Maui's in trouble. You know they—they yeah. they are. This is not going away.
0: I—I uh, I agree. I, I looked at the smart homes, and there was something that was disturbing. First of all, I think there were about five to square, five to six hundred square feet, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. They, they are very tiny, but, very tiny. But they had open vent to the outside, and I didn't think of this when I saw it. But I had people writing to me that were in home construction. They say, Dave, you never see this. And and one person said, uh, one word comes to mind and I said, What's that? And they said, Auschwitz. And I still didn't get it. And they said oh, they would yeah. they could they could gas these people and all of a sudden now and this is what the person said. She said to me, and she used to work for the EPA too, and she said to me, Dave, um they don't want surviving heirs on the island. You've said that. They they want to have total free and clear land. They don't want to have to pay off any more money than they've got to pay. And she said they could murder these people in a night. And, and and she said, I have never seen anything like this in home construction. She said, this is death camp stuff. And this is someone who worked for the EPA. I didn't even think of this. I mean, I have to say I'm kind of embarrassed I didn't catch it. But uh, she told me this, and I said, oh, my gosh. So I don't think they're done with the survivors there yet. Do you, do you feel that way, too?
1: I do feel that way. Um. We had the honor of meeting. Okay, so I've, I've made the comment. There's a Polynesian king. And some people are like, Sam, we're from the Hawaiian Islands. We don't know what you're talking about. There, the United Nations has voted in a Polynesian king. Now, I will send you his information, Dave, when we get off the phone. Okay. Uh, but I don't feel like I can put that worldwide yet. All that right. information is going to come out. But I have met him face to face. He wants... The islands all the way from Hawaii, all the way down to Australia, even um, the French Polynesian. I mean, they want all of that returned back to the native peoples. Mm-hmm. And he's an amazing man, but he has to have bodyguards and they don't tell you when he's coming. I mean, they were blowing seashells outside of a hub and upcountry. So uh, we were up there working. They were giving away thousands of dollars in cash, gift cards, and housing stuff for the people that had lost their homes and the upcountry Kula fires. And Stephen and I were there helping, we hear the seashells and in comes the Polynesian king. And he was amazing. Uh, a really amazing I can't I just keep saying amazing, but it was. I never met a king in my life. And he has great ideas for saving the islands, but in they get the islands away from these different countries, and can they get the world to see them as their own unit? They'll have to all stick together. It can't just be Hawaii and Guam and then, you know, Saipan is its own island, and it won't work that way. They're all going to have to connect in and, you know, stick together.
0: And you said this was UN-sponsored, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that let, was
1: a little hard for me to swallow.
0: Let me rain on the parade here, Okay. Cause I can connect some dots very quickly on this. I'm not doubting the authenticity of the king and his goals. Okay. But let's say he's in this small little microcosm here. The big right. picture, the big picture is this, the breakup of the United States. And I've covered this extensively now for about 15 years. And I won't go into too much detail because time is short, but there's Cascadia to join in with British Columbia. It's Washington, Oregon, Northern California. Okay. There's the 10s region redevelopment, which became the FEMA regions that Nixon brought in in 72 UN sponsored. Then there's Reconquista de Ocelon, the eight states that the Reconquista people say were stolen from Mexico in the war of 1848, the Mexican War. And they want that to be its own independent nation. And there's many more. I could go through. I mean, there's about 11 of these right now. Wow. And this is, this is the planned UN breakup of the United States. We're the number one target to take down because they can't have a new world order that's dictatorial and do what they want to do to people. If you have a nation based on constitutional freedoms and you have an affluent nation. So Biden's mission is to destroy the economy, destroy the military, okay? But the plan is is to break up the United States. And I'm not saying this king is part of this. I'm saying I think he's doing probably what he thinks is best for the people he's representing. But the overall plan, since it's UN-backed, it's part of what I'm talking about with the breakup right. of the U.S.
1: Wow, Dave, that's heartbreaking to me because I have two sons currently in the military. You know, I've been to Washington, D.C. five times in my life. My daddy is a mix of redneck and red bone from Biloxi in Louisiana. And yet, you know, he didn't even finish high school, but he would drag me across the country to go all the way to Washington, D.C. to go and see the monuments, to see the uh, copy of the Constitution. I can remember my mother putting her hand, and we knew it was a copy, but she would read it out loud and she would cry, Dave. She would stand there with tears running down her face, for the love of this country. And my parents are now 80 and 82. And when I look at them, I think, oh, my God, what they have lived through in their 82 years, the, the upheavals of their country. And now their concern is, will there even be a country left for their ga- grandchildren? You know, and and that's my question. When people ask me, you know, Sam, why don't you just stick to what you love and what you're good at that's forming? I said, because it goes further than that
0: that's true i'm not going
1: to be able to form if russia owns me or china comes in and takes my land that's right it's i love my country i want to form you want to be an artist they want to write a book we can do that here but if we lose our country guys that's that's the whole world's done america's like we're the damn stopping the flood legitimately
0: there's no question what you're saying um the uh, related to what i'm talking about with the breakup of the u.s i want to make a a global statement here literally and figuratively the um what was done to maui was to make it un compliant world economic forum compliant to be in the smart cities concept okay so that's that's really obvious and here's the thing that people need to understand um they need to herd us into stack and pack cities so they can control us they need to put us on cbdc so we can't have any economic discretion and rise up against them they need to control our food and what we eat they need to control what we say and ladies and gentlemen if they did this to lahaina they murdered people this was genocide we have proved it samantha and i proved this nine times sunday and if they'll do it to them, they're going to do it to all of you. The methods may be different. It might not be directed energy weapons. It could be Chinese troops. Choose your poison. But this is coming for all of us. This is why you need to take this report seriously. Sam, um, I want people to be able to follow you. I admired your work so much when I was actively covering this. Can you tell people how they can follow you?
1: Sure. Um, we're mainly on YouTube under Starkey Formstead. You can find me on Facebook. Um, under on Rumble, I just started an account because unfortunately I've gotten two strikes with YouTube so far. So I might be only on Rumble eventually, but I, I put that under my actual name, Samantha Starkey. Okay. But Dave, if I could just ask real quick what we're doing right now. Um, we were able to raise and bring. Upwards of like $38,000 to, um, to Maui and Lahaina and directly to the people and to small groups that were working for the people. Sure. But right now I'm working on a program to feed my community. And if it's okay with you, it's, I'm doing the same program, um, yeah. give send go and it's food for thought. If anybody wants to look it up and send food a for dollar. Thought. Yeah. Food and for it's thought, just give
0: send go. Okay.
1: Yeah. And basically what I'm doing, Dave, I'm just going out into my community for working, hard-working American families that fall through the cracks. So I know a lady whose husband makes great money, but she has been fighting breast cancer for three years. They're eating processed food because they cannot afford with her medical bills to get fresh organic fruits and vegetables. Well, that's what I'm good at. So I'm going to grow it. I'm going to harvest it. I'm going to deliver it. And I'm going to minister to people in my community.
0: That's awesome. That's why you're one of my heroes. We're going to do this again. We didn't, we covered folks maybe a tenth of what needed to be covered today. There just wasn't time to go into all of it, but I thought we covered a lot. Samantha, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate the work you do. And, uh, when let's not be strangers, I want to get you back on.
1: Yeah, Thank you, Dave. This was an honor. It really was. Um, when I first found you, you opened my eyes, just like today. I feel like I went to school. When you mentioned how he was connected to the breaking up of the United States, my brain just went boom. And I feel like you gave me a starting point to really dig in. Um, We all have to do our part. Please take care of yourself. You bring so much truth to so many of us, Dave. And without you leading the way and opening doors for us younger people, I don't know what would happen. We need your knowledge. So get some rest. We love you.
0: Thank you. Take care, Samantha.
1: Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye.